Welcome back to the show, you guys. I am your host, Will Dreesen, and on today's episode, we're going to do something real fun, super fun, and I'm going to um, talk a little bit about um, something that I have never done before, and this is probably going to surprise a lot of people. I know it surprised the guest that I have on today when I reached out to her and told her this, but I have never gotten a psychic medium reading, which like blows people's minds considering like how woo-woo I am. And so after the whole year of 2020 (laughs) and everything that was going on, and I entered into uh, 2021, I was definitely really wanting to get more clarity and get more like um, just figuring out where I was moving and going um, just in life and in business and just like all the things. And it dawned on me that one of my clients that I worked with, uh, what, this was like over the summer, I think last year we worked together. She is a psychic medium. And I was like, well, duh, I need to reach out to my girl, Dina, and talk to her about this. So Dina Michelle is our guest today. You can find her on Instagram. at It's at Dina Michelle, correct? My Instagram is actually called The Healing Mama. Um, oh, that's right. But they can find me at, if you just type in like the Instagram search, psychic medium, Dina Michelle, it pops right up too. So okay, okay. I should probably switch that. <laughs> <laughs> we are the healing mama though. <laughs> yeah. So I reached out to Dina and she was just like, wait, what? <laughs> how have you never done a reading before? I was like, I don't even know. And I don't know how this didn't come up the whole time that you and me were working together. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I would love to, um, also like, I would love to have you on the show. I would love to talk to you. I would love for you to share your gifts and talk about it. Um, and so she and me met, what was this like a couple days ago? She did an actual reading for me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So you guys can actually like hear like my experience and uh, what came up and how amazing this was. But I also really wanted to have Dina like really just kind of share her story, um, how she got into psychic mediumship. Um, we're going to talk about some predictions that she has had because I know everybody loves that kind of stuff. They want to hear. I'm sure you get probably messages all the time, especially right now, right, Dina? Like, tell me what's coming in 2021. <laughs> you have no idea. I actually um, had five messages just yesterday people in panic <laughs> saying, what is happening? Is this going to happen? And I'm like, everybody just relax. We will, we'll talk about this. It's just, it, it is very strong right now. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, I'm, that was what I was kind of feeling. Like I was like, I would love to know like what's going on. And here's the thing, you guys, I'm all about, um, I recognize that the, the, the best way for, for us to really be working with um, figuring out what feels right for us is really, truly honoring like our own discernment, our own energy and tapping into that, tapping into ourselves, going inward and connecting with us and the divine, whether that's, you know, source, God, what, however you label that, right. But it's, it's that higher connection between you and that higher power and yourself. But with that being said, that doesn't mean that for many of us, We do need that little extra support, whether that's through a mentor, a a healer, a coach, a best friend, like just being able to air things out or working with people that are energetically attuned to be able to work in the field the way that Dina does. And this doesn't mean that we're not then, you know, 
still connecting in and, and listening to our own inner guidance. A lot of times, um, this is just a better way to help reaffirm or reflect back some of the things that we're just, we don't always see as clearly as somebody else does. And being someone like me as a projector in human design, that's huge for me. Like I'm really good at seeing other people's things. I'm very good at being a mirror for other people. I'm not always so good with myself. And so a lot of times I need somebody else to be a really good reflector back to me or holding space for me so that I can still work through the things and then still checking back in with self. Like a lot of the things that Dina brought in with me, I just have to sit and be like, how does that sit with me? How does that feel with me? How much does that resonate with me? And in girl, literally like everything you brought in the reading, I was like, yes, 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 yes. So fun. <laughs> it so was fun. so funny. I was like, oh my God, all of it is a yes. Um, so I feel like I just wanted to say that, um, before we really dug in, but Dina, tell us a little bit about you, how you got into psychic mediumship, just kind of like all the things. Yeah. So I am so excited to be here and thank you for having me on the show. And first of all, yes, your reading was absolutely wonderful and beautiful. (laughs) And so many things were brought to light and can't wait to talk more about that too. So I, um, have noticed my gifts since I was about seven. Um, it started when I was very young and it was one of those things, you know, I grew up in a very strict Catholic family. So to me, my gifts were never, I guess, um, they weren't accepted, right? They weren't accepted. And it was one of those things where I like to keep it hush hush. Cause I went to catechism and I went to this and I went to that. And all these talks about, you know, mediumship and psychic and this were all bad. Everything was bad and, um, no judgment of course, with, if that's your religion, no judgment. But um, to me and who I was with my spiritual self, it always, um, I just never felt accepted. Um, So I just kept it quiet. Um, My very first experience, and I like to share this with everybody because some people don't realize that they are intuitive or they are psychic and they have these experiences and to them, they're just like, oh, maybe that was just a coincidence, but it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. So my first experience um, ever was when my grandfather passed away. and he was supposed to come over for dinner that night. I was, I was like seven or eight years old. I'm pretty sure I was seven. I think it was in third grade and he never showed up. And I remember my mother running out of the house and screaming because my grandfather was always on time. He was never late. She tried calling and the phone line was busy. So she knew something was going on. Um, she left me and my brother in the house at the time, which is funny because like, if you think about that now, like leaving a seven-year-old and like a four-year-old in the house now would be like a disaster, right? But um, <laughs> right, It's like the she, day and age we're in. I think about that all the time. I was like, man, in the eighties, like we just, we just did whatever, didn't we? <laughs> uh, she was like, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. But I mean, thank God they were right down the street, whatever. So it's fine. So I remember sitting in my bedroom wondering, man, what is going on? And I, my grandfather walked into the room and he waved goodbye to me. And I was very confused because I'm like, I, what did I just see? Did I just see that? But then he disappeared. So I was very scared, but also very confused. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember my mother coming home and just crying on the floor that, you know, he passed away. And I shoved that away for a very long time. Um, I would say probably for about like four years. And then once I hit my, probably like preteens, right? I started reading everything you can imagine about crystals and um, the power of healing through like your mind's eye and anything that had to do with intuitive or anything metaphysical, I took out from the library and I swear in my community, people probably thought, 
who is this like little 10, 11 year old girl checking out all these books that are about like levitation and this and that. <laughs> and, um, that's just really how my journey began. And it just kind of progressed over the years. And I feel like just like a lot of people though, where, um, you feel a calling to something, right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it. You're interested in it, but then life happens or reality. I like to say happens and normalcy happens and you're brought to this space of, well, is this really happening or is this fake? And finally, I guess I like to say I came out of the spiritual closet <laughs> and admitted, admitted to my gifts because I could no longer contain the things that were happening to me. It, it, my whole life, it was once in a while, right? Once in a while, this like with my grandpa, once in a while, I would have a dream or a vision once in a while that, and eventually it was just, I would go to sleep and I would just have voices speaking to me constantly, or I would be in the grocery store and I would have people's guides and spirits talking to me constantly to the point where the anxiety that would cause for me to go into a grocery store was so bad. I couldn't even go into one for like a year and a half. Um, so I think it just, and you like, you're seeing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you're saying like in your mind's eye, I know like some people they're like, what does that, that, that mean? Like you're, li- you're like seeing things. Yes. So, you know, like, um, for example, when you're in school and you're daydreaming, right. And you're having this whole dream about being out of school and like going, hang out with your friends and having a good time. I like to use this as an example. Cause I feel like it's very elementary, very basic. Um, that's what a mind's eye vision is for me. So I would see people and I would see like their grandpa and like what they were doing, or they were like telling me something like, what, (laughs) why, (laughs) why is this happening? And it just was one of those things where I could no longer run away from it. And I had to admit to my gifts. And once I did, um, that's when all the beauty started happening. So (laughs) I love that. And I, I want to ask a question about that because I know like in the work that I do, um, when I'm, I'm helping people move through like, um, they're shadow, like doing shadow work and inner child healing work and like subconscious reprogramming. And I'm helping people get into like, you know, meditative states to kind of just like work through some of that, that stuff. Um, cause I feel like med- when you're meditating, like you can do so much healing work in meditation. Right. Um, yes. and I know like some clients, they, this is where it started becoming really, um, interesting for me. And I started learning more about this is how, how everybody processes information differently or energy differently, especially when they're in a meditative state. And for some people, and they're, they're clicking very strongly into like their clear sense, uh, their, uh, their clairvoyant. And, um, meaning like if you're clairvoyant, you can really see very clearly with your mind's eye. Um, and I feel like that's the one that we hear about a lot. And I think it's also kind of like just even thinking in like verbiage, right? When you hear people say like, I was visualizing this, or I saw this, or, you know, you know, I dreamed that and they're, everything is very like visual, just even in our own, like in society. And so I would have a lot of clients that would start feeling like these things aren't working for me because I'm not seeing it in my mind. And mm-hmm. I'm somebody who just naturally, I don't have a strong clairvoyant channel, but I'm very like clairsentient and, um, Claire, oh my gosh, what's the other one? It's 
the clairsentience for those of you that don't know mm-hmm. is is you actually are feeling things like i can just like mm-hmm. pick up the and sense feel. of feeling yeah sense of feeling and the other one is the the knowing the inner knowing like um mm-hmm. clear audience no clear audience the hearing that's you he- clear audience is hearing and then claire oh my gosh is it why can't i remember it either way okay anyways there's different clairs, right? You have your, your different senses that you pick up. And the, the one, it's like a knowing where I just like, I can't explain that I see any, I just, I know that it's there. It's like an inner knowing of like, I know that there's, you know, uh, like I, that there's these colors or I know that there's like a mountain there or I like know that there's like something there and I can feel it. It's like a knowing and a feeling, but I can't always like see it clearly. And so do you find like with psychic mediumship, is it more like a clairvoyant channel or do you find like there's or other like psychic clear, mediums like that a, it's other sensitive? I'm trying, trying to think clear sentence. I'm think, trying to think of the word. I, I personally, I'm not one that gets like a sense of, I kind of get all of them, right? Like I'll get some of the smell. I get some of the taste once in a while. Um, for me, especially if I have um, someone that's coming through for a client that's like a smoker, I feel like I can like taste the smoke. But mm. for me, my strongest one is um, my visions okay. and what I see through my mind's eye. Um, but I definitely, I have them all. I would say that some of them are not my strongest. Like there's some mediums or psychics that are phenomenal with names, right? They can pick up someone's name like that. Like they're like, oh, your aunt Sue is over here or your aunt um, Betty is over here. I am good with names sometimes if the, um, the spirit is very strong with their name. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some, so to me, my strongest suit is definitely, um, seeing and like pictures. I'm a very picture person. <laughs> okay. Cause I feel like that some people don't realize like that they're receiving certain things because they're like, if I don't see it, then right. it's not right. real. And it's getting people to understand that we are very complex energetic beings and we can be receiving information in completely different ways. It's not always about seeing it with our, our eyes. Like we can be feeling things. It's like an inner knowing clear cognizance. That's what it is. Clear cognizance. Yes. I know. I'm like going there because clear sentence I think is also the knowing clear. They're, they're very similar when it comes mm-hmm. to that. They're very similar mm-hmm. um, when it comes to especially, but yes, people have to understand too, is that, um, Maybe um, it's a gut feeling, right? Maybe it's in your stomach or maybe it's in your heart mm-hmm. or maybe, um, you know, it, it, maybe anxiety is a, a feeling of, um, a, you know, especially if it's a yes or a no for somebody when it comes to um, a job or knowing this, like there's always, everybody has some type of, everybody has spiritual guidance, right? Yeah. We're, we're all here. We're all spiritual beings. Um, everybody has some form and I truly believe this and all this, everybody is psychic in their own way, but life, ego, human, <laughs> hum- our humanness, it, it keeps us from blooming and from expanding that. And once you, like you said, meditation, right. And once you really like dig in, and if you have a client that has a problem with, um, you know, trying to filter their way to find the best way for them to understand things. It's not just about, oh, I see a picture. Oh, I see this. It's like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Or, oh, I'm not sure about this because that doesn't feel right. Oh, this feels amazing. Those are also all gifts and all signs. So everybody is gifted. It's just up to us to um, decipher 
what's a gift, what's ego, um, and truly just understand and trust um, your feelings. Yeah. And your I thoughts. think that's so <laughs> powerful for people. I, I think that's why like, I love obviously like human design um, when I started digging into that and really understanding like um, my energy type and especially my authority, which for those of you that don't know that uh, with your authority is really how you are um, making decisions um, and being able to intuitively be able to like tap into your own energy and your body because we really are, <clears throat> we need to trust more that our body is giving us the signals that we need. We get so stopped up in, uh, stuck in head, trying to make decisions always from our head and we're literally cutting ourselves off from like our energetic body trying to guide us. And I feel like that's a lot too, right, Dina? It's like, as children, right. we really are. We're, you just sit down and have a conversation with like a three or a four year old, right? Like it's so different. Yeah. So different. <laughs> like how but you know they what though? process things and move through life and everything. It's, it's so different for them. And that's the, that's the magical thing about like, if we're going to talk about children really quick, that's the magical thing about children is they haven't put on those rose covered glasses yet, right? Mm -hmm. They haven't put on that. They see the world in such a purity, in such a um, light, because they don't know the things we know, right? They, yeah. yes, they might know trauma a little bit, a little this, but they don't know like how we have and how we have that reflect on everything we believe in. So, you know, once you start blocking this, you know, any type of psychic ability or any type of um, knowing or feeling, it, it's like, it's hard to almost like uncover that. Right. Um, so that's why it's actually, <laughs> I kind of like that, but I kind of like, we're going to like, we're going to think like a three-year-old today. <laughs> I think, I think we need to use that more often because that is, that's really good because see it from a child's eyes, you know, see that yeah. from a child's eyes. I like and maybe that. <laughs> not even think of it like a three-year-old, but really like play in it and feel in it like a three-year-old yes. because they don't sit down and start being like, I really need to sit here and weigh out like the pros and cons of this situation. No. I need to think it out. I need to go talk to a friend. I need to go compare myself. I, I just don't know. Right. Like they just, go. <laughs> they just go. They're like, I'm going to jump off this bed and I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I know. They just, they trust so much more in other things and they're being guided from so many other things, you know, and even still like my nine-year-old, like some of the stuff that he says, like sometimes is so, I'm like, wait, what? Like, mm -hmm. you know, he's just picking up on things or even my oldest, I remember, um, we always called him a little Buddha because he, like at four year olds, he would just say things that were so profound and he was really clearly seeing the energy of the room. And like, he would pick up on something and like, say it. And we'd be like, okay, Buddha, like where the hell did that come from? <laughs> and it's like, we just don't really honor as much like that, that purity and that light that children really bring into life. And unfortunately adults, society, everything really starts dimming that light. And we just don't really, we don't tap into that pure side of us enough. And I feel like that's what really my journey has yes. been about, right? Is opening myself up more to that pure love and light that I harness within myself and that connection between me and, and my high, my higher power. 
And that's what I feel like a lot of your reading was about and um, mm-hmm. was about really self-reflection and just really, and I hate saying like getting out of your own way because I feel like that's so cliche and overused, but really, truly, it's not really getting out of your own way. It's just bringing out that, that inner, that inner fun, that inner, just like go with it, right? Don't, don't overthink it. Don't let the world consume you. Don't let the world like sink you down. And that was what came through, um, on your reading so much. And it was very cool. So, um, I do remember, um, because I, and I told you this before I started, I filter and forget my clients, right? It just, (laughs) I forget unless it's something super crazy and a client reminds me of it, but we made sure to record this soon after so I would remember. Um, but I do remember that your grandmother coming through and it was a very beautiful experience from a very not so beautiful, um, I guess you could say, um, remembrance of her completely. Right. Yeah. It was really interesting you guys, because, um, you know, before we got on, you know, she had, she had mentioned to me, you know, like maybe, um, loved ones who had passed or something that, that, that they might come through and, and, uh, you know, and actually how about you share that a little bit of like what a reading all entails with you, like what that kind of looks like. Um, Sure. So, um, me, I am a psychic and I am a medium. So some people are just psychics, right? They can, um, help see you through, through your future. They can help you see through your past. Uh, they can help you make a decision, right? Uh, they can maybe prepare you for something or warn you with something. Uh, a medium also does that, but also has loved ones come through as well. Me specifically, I, um, see a lot of deceased. I work with a lot of angels and guides as well. Like I know you had some type of um, Native American guide that came through um, with us as well. So I kind of work in general with that. And the way I do my readings are a little bit different. Um, Not completely different than, you know, a lot of the other psychic mediums out there, but I do incorporate both, right? Where if you usually go to a medium, you're going to get a mediumship reading. You go to a psychic, you're going to get a psychic reading. Um, There is some that do uh, provide both. So we are a little bit different when we do combine the both together. And me, I just really, it's all about the meditation beforehand for me. Mm -hmm. So before I have a client, I really meditate with them in their space. I make sure to tell them before to, even an hour before to just relax. And I really tune into their energy and that's where my visions start happening. <laughs> and that's where I start getting a um, direction into where the reading is going to be taking us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes during a reading, you will go completely, I will get into what I was bringing brought to my attention, then we'll go completely somewhere different, <clears throat> depending on uh, what spirit wants to show us. And I just really, truly believe that my readings are just very spirit led. And mm-hmm. I like to follow where they want to take me. And they can be dark. They can be um, very eye-opening. They can be very healing. It just depends on what each person's different circumstances. Yeah. And it was very interesting. So I, I went into it at, at first thinking, because I know like some people probably come to you and that is kind of like their goal. They're, they're wanting to connect maybe with like a loved one or some, something of that nature. And so I can let you guys know, like my intention at first was not really about connecting with anybody specifically. Um, 
my intention was really to be able to kind of like get more inner guidance on like some of the things that had been coming through for me in terms of like my, like I said, my vision in my life, in business, where I was headed. I felt like 2020 just like imploded a lot of things for me. And I was kind of in a state of, I had some more clarity, but my physical body felt like I was almost going through like lack of a better word, I guess, was PTSD. I literally felt like my physical body was just still feeling all the effects from 2020. And so every time I started to kind of lean into the vision that I was starting to get, I was kind of freaking out. And my physical body was like, ah, like it couldn't handle it. And so I was like, I really feel like I just want some better guidance and clarity and just kind of see what comes through. So interesting enough, um, you know, when my grandmother came through, I was, I was really actually super surprised because like I said, I wasn't expecting anybody to come through and I don't really have a lot of people that I have been extremely close with that have passed on. You know, I, I have obviously grandparents and stuff, but, um, I told Dina this, like all my grandparents and much of my family had already passed away, um, before I was born. And I have a very small actual family. Like I can probably count on like two hands, my side of the family, not my husband. My husband has like, good God, <laughs> like his family's huge. There's Dreesons right? everywhere. <laughs> like, like they're literally everywhere. That clan <laughs> of Dreesons. I love it. But you <laughs> but know like, what though? It's so, it's so funny because when I was meditating for you before I knew any of this, usually I get this like influx, right? Of like, boom, 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 boom. And this, this, and this, mm -hmm. but yours came in so gentle. And that was telling me there wasn't a lot, but there was more for you. And you're reading, it was more the angels that were coming through for you and yeah. different guides, but less of the deceased loved ones. And deceased loved ones, I love them, but they're very loud. <laughs> <laughs> they are very, because they want to get your attention, right? They want to mm -hmm. make sure I'm here. I'm here. Me, 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 which is beautiful because they want to, they want to talk to you. Right. Um, but it, your meditation was so quiet and it was very angelic, right? Quiet and angelic because that's what was coming through. So everything you said, it goes exactly along with before I even knew any of this, you guys, I didn't know any of this about, um, you know, who was there for her. And it was just, it was a very, very cool experience. For me too. I know. And that was fun. Like when you told me this about how, like, cause I was, I was fully expecting this, right. I'm thinking there's probably not going to be anybody who's going to want to come through because, you know, like I said, I don't really have a lot of people I have. I will say I lost somebody. Um, I've lost actually several friends to suicide of, of uh, boys, um, boys, men, they're men now, uh, or they were, um, that I knew growing up and I had close connections with them. And one was very more recently. He um, committed suicide. Was that two years ago or three years ago now? Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. And it was this yeah. month actually. And so I started thinking maybe it's going to be him and he's going to come through. Um, but we hadn't seen each other really talk to each other in like years. And I'm thinking like, I don't even know what he would have to say or whatever. So I still was just like, kind of like, I don't really think anybody's really going to come through. Um, so when my grandmother showed up, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> that my grandma's here, but then it really started to make sense. Like the things that she was saying, the things that was, I was like, okay, this is like, it literally, I was like, yup, yup, 
yep, like, this is so crazy. <laughs> it like, was all those, like, hard things that, like, you didn't want to hear. Basically. And it, was, like, it was, like, it was just, it was, like, super tough love, right? It was super tough love. And, um, but it was so, it was just wonderful. She was just so wonderful. Yeah, it was really great. And, and for those of you guys that don't know this either, so my grandmother, I didn't really know her very well. It's my mom's mom. And for much of my life, she was not in my life because my mom and her mom had a massive falling out. And so it wasn't until I was probably about, I don't know, like 12, 13, or maybe it was like 14, 15. Actually, it had to have been like 14, 15. Cause now that I'm, th- I'm thinking about it, like what I was doing in life around this time. I, Cause I remember this like pretty specifically when my mom all of a sudden out of nowhere was like, I talked to my mom and you're going to finally like really see your grandmother. And like, we're going to, and I was just like thinking, this is odd. Like, this is so weird. We've gone (laughs) this whole time. And I mean, we lived states away. Like my grandmother lived in California and we live up in Washington near Seattle. So it's not like we were physically close to each other either. Um, so I was just like, Oh, this is really strange. And you know, through the end of her life, um, she passed away when my oldest was like three or four. So I only knew her for maybe like, not, I guess maybe like 10 years, not even, it was still Mm -hmm. very sporadic because of distance. She was so far from me. Um, but then there was a period of time that I was living in Las Vegas when I moved there with my ex-husband. Um, and, and so I, uh, drove over to California to be with my mom when my grandmother went into hospice and she was in her final days. And so I went there to go be with my mom. And so I was actually there when my grandmother um, had passed away and I got to see her right at the very end. And you, that's when you had said, you're like, this is probably why she came through. Yes. And I hands down absolutely believe that is part of the reason why that she came through so strong was because of that reason. Like maybe you guys didn't, you know, each other, like you said, the first 14 years of your life, but that was such an imperative moment for her. I mean, she's crossing over, right? You're there. Like that is such an imperative and as much death is death. Obviously is looked at as horrible, right? It's horrible. It's hard to lose somebody, but there's also just like birth. There's also an eerie beauty in it as well. Yeah. And that soul, once they're gone, they, they know that beauty. We feel the hurt, right? But they know that beauty. And to her, that was like, just like a baby is born, right? And you're, they, they're there and the mother's there, whoever's there, the caregiver's there, right? The person that passed away, they know who's there. And I know for a fact that is why she came through for you. Yeah. So that was really beautiful. And it, it brought a lot of really great messages and things like that from her to me specifically. Um, and I, I mean, I just can't thank you enough for it because I feel like there were certain things that I, I didn't even realize I needed to hear. So like, I think mm-hmm. like even afterwards, like when I really sat with it and I was like, Ugh, like, I didn't realize I really needed to hear that from her. Like I, yeah. always, I, I don't have any, um, you know, whatever went on between my mom and, and her, that's between the two of them. I never held that against my grandmother, but I told Dina after the reading, we, we spoke a little bit and I told her, I was like, I never had any harsh feelings towards my grandmother, but I never felt like super, super bonded to her either just because of everything that had happened. And I, I always picked up on the fact that she felt, or it seemed like she felt like she was walking around on eggshells. Like she didn't want to be too intrusive 
um, because I think she still viewed me and my sister as like, uh, were connected to my mom and she didn't want to disrupt anything that could potentially create more of like a divide that we wouldn't want to connect yeah. in with her. So everything was very surface level a lot of the times with my grandmother. And I feel like that kind of came through a little bit within the reading. Like it was very like, she just wanted me to know that like there wasn't anything more she could have done or said to make everything better. It was like, it just, the right. situation was how it was, but she loved me and cared and, and all of those things. And, you know, it's funny because that might've not been something you were even expecting to hear. Right. Yeah. That was like something totally like, totally different than what you were expecting to hear. But it's like those little things are just little pieces that like need to be healed, right? Like if you have a mirror, right? The mirror usually breaks in like maybe three different chunks, but then you also have tiny little chunks, the little pieces that go in there as well. Like you can repair all three of the big pieces, but sometimes those little pieces need to be added in there too to make it whole again. So if you look at it that way, right, if we're, we're smashing apart and we fix the trauma and we fix the this and we fix the that, well, there's always still little parts that need to be put back together. So people need to understand too that, um, and this is something I always tell everybody, don't expect anything when you go into a reading. Be super open. Be super, um, I mean, open is like the, the most important thing, but just don't expect. And when you don't expect, that's when the most beautiful things come to life. Um, you know, I've had clients that, you know, they've lost maybe children. Right. And I think I told you about this. I had a client that mm -hmm. lost a child and, um, I didn't know this at first. And she actually told me, I don't expect the child to come through. Like after we talked, right. She's like, I didn't expect her to come through. And she just had one little thing for her to say. I'm not going to say it because, because it's her, you know, her, mm -hmm. her information, but uh, it was just like one little thing. It was something so tiny, but she literally messaged me that next day and said that, that, that was it. It was like the most, like, it was the most random thing that I didn't even think was super important. She's like, but that was the biggest thing that sat with me. Yeah. And uh, you know what? And uh, that little thing that, that I remember what, what you had brought up to me of, of something that seemed kind of like, um, not like big or, or, or anything, but you were hearing. So here's the thing, you guys, like when my grandmother came through, there was like another, um, person that was trying to come through a little bit. And she was just kind of like, this is kind of my turn. Like, I really want to talk to my granddaughter kind of thing. And we realized after, like, as we were talking and like the things that were coming up, it was, it was her ex-husband, my grandfather. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is that my mother is very, was very close with my grandfather. And so my whole life, it was always hearing everything about my grandfather, um, and how much I was alike my grandfather. Um, and I, my grandfather, my mom lost her dad almost a year to the day that I was born. So he was um, he died February fourth, nineteen eighty, and I was born February fifth, nineteen eighty one, and so like my whole life, that's all I've ever heard about is this close bond and connection. And I think I was thinking maybe that too. I was like, oh, if it's not my friend, maybe it's going to be my grandfather because like mm -hmm. all these things were always brought to my attention as I was a kid. And one thing specifically was um, my natural gifts when it comes to music. Most people don't know this about me because I don't talk about it a lot. I don't talk about mm -hmm. it ever. So this is probably the first time people are going to know this about me is that I started playing piano at the age of three by ear. People could play music to me and I would play it right back. 
exactly the way I heard it. It was the craziest thing. My mom, she would tell me stories of how I would sit at the piano, which was my grandfather's piano. And I'll, I'll explain that a little bit more. It was my grandfather's piano. And she was like, you know, most children, they would just walk up to pianos. Right. And what do they do? They just kind of like bang their hands around, you know, just loud doing whatever. And I wouldn't, I would walk up and I would literally just slightly start tapping each. That's finger, amazing. Like playing scales just naturally. I would just start playing scales on the piano. And so my mom took me to go meet with, um, you know, a music teacher. And that's how I learned music. I think for the first, oh God, I don't even know how many years I played just by ear until I think I was like six or seven, I think until a teacher was like, you need to learn music. And I was, <laughs> I was an arrogant little shit. <laughs> Why do I need to learn how to play? Why do I need to learn how to read music when you play it? And I'll just play it back for you. I didn't understand. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? I <laughs> love it. So much easier. <laughs> like I can but play see, the whole that, thing. <laughs> but see, that is your spiritual gift, right? Also is you can, it's clear hearing. And mm -hmm. to you that might've just been like, oh, that's just like a gift I get for you know, music or whatever, but that is also a spiritual gift as well, because it's, it's that remembrance. And it could be that is, you know, that is your grandfather's part. Maybe like your whole being is not your grandfather, like your mother was portraying, right? Like your whole life is like, oh, this is your grandfather. Oh, that your grandfather. But that specific thing was filtering through you because mm -hmm. of his ease through that. Right. And you can yeah. explain what he did. Yeah. And so I eventually was like, okay, I'll learn how to play. I'll learn how to play music. And so I played piano up until I was probably like 14 years old. Um, and it was a huge part of my life. And then I became a teenager and you know, then your teenager life <laughs> takes hold. And I was like, I, but then again, I mean, like I was playing piano like crazy. I mean, because I was competing, I was practicing. I, it was taking like two, three hours a day of practicing because at the level that I was starting to play at it was consuming my entire life because I've been playing piano my whole life. So I literally stopped um, playing. But again, this was something that was always brought up to me because my grandfather was the lead conductor of the Warner Brothers Orchestra. And so that was his life. Like that's what he did. He Amazing. was very naturally gifted in that. And so music was his life. I grew up listening all the time to um, all the different scores that he orchestrated, all the stories that my mom would tell me about him and, and, and his music and the people he knew and the things that he did. And it was always just like, so I always felt this connection of like this unknown connection to him because of the music. And the funny thing is, as Dina brought up, she kept hearing music playing and she was just like, Oh, sometimes music comes through. She had no, like, yep. I was like, that is him. <laughs> he was literally trying to just like in his own subtle way of just like letting him be known, like here comes the music. <laughs> yep. It's, it was beautiful. And it is because, you know, music comes through, you know, I had, um, I had, uh, <laughs> I had that 1990s song stuck in my head in the nineties. Um, gosh, I can't think it was like a boys to men song. And <laughs> I kept singing it all day. And I'm like, why is this stuck in my head? Well, I brought it to my clients. I'm like, I just can't get this song out of my head. And she's like, Oh my gosh. That was like, our song was like her and her like, um, loved one, <clears throat> her loved one that passed away song. And Aww. it was just so funny. So like to me, when music comes through, right. I'm just like, Oh, it's music because music comes through all the time. So little did I know though. And see, that's one of those things where I also need to listen sometimes and just hear what they have to say. But it was funny because it wasn't like a song, right. Or like mm -hmm. a song would come through. It was just like, music and like background noise and piano so to me that was just like the way you know spirit was coming through yeah
I I almost kind of laugh. I was like, he might not have been able to talk, but he's like, I'm going to drown out the background with some piano and some music. So we're going to let her talk. (laughs) But just know the piano in the background. (laughs) But just know the piano is here and I'm here and I'm just going to play and I'm Uh just going to let her talk and we're just going to let it be that. (laughs) I love it. See, they, they know their way. They all know their way how to come through. They know their place. They know what to do. So he found his way of coming through for you. Yeah. And it was that, that background elevator music that was happening in my ear in the background. It's <laughs> so funny because I have been feeling so called to get my grand. So I still have my grandfather's piano. It was a gift to him from the um, Warner Brothers studio. It's beautiful. It's um, the most amazing piano ever. And he did all his orchestration um, on it. And I've been sitting here feeling so called. I'm like, I need to get a piano tuner. I need to get it tuned. I need to start playing again. And I just have it. And I feel like this was another confirmation. That was something that came through after we had talked. I was like, I really mm-hmm. need to just sit down and play. Like I haven't played I, in years. I think so too. I think that will be, um, um, I think I was telling you how to find some kind of like little extra creative outlet and that to mm-hmm. you will, you know, will also like uh, different meditation outlet, right. Is what we were talking about. Yes. And meditation, meditation outlets can be writing. It can be drawing. It can be coloring. It can be painting a wall. You know what I mean? When you're in your focused um, space of being not like hundred percent present, that's meditation right yeah. there. You can meditate. Like I literally, when I draw, I meditate. That's just, I could paint and I meditate. So to you, music is meditation. So that yeah. is exactly where. <laughs> Which anybody who follows my Instagram thing. stories knows <laughs> that music is like a whole nother thing. Cause I like, I love to dance and I love to move my yep. body, but literally music <laughs> for me was so, it was so different growing up. It wasn't just about dancing and moving my body, but yes, I connect to that so much. Cause when I play the piano, it is literally like a meditative state. And I can only imagine when I was a small child, that's really what it was. Cause I was, I was. I would be so focused in on what they were playing. And I remember this when I was really little, I could, I mean, I was a very kind of hyperactive child. My parents always talk about that. I was all over the place and I was loud. And my mom used to pretend (laughs) that my, um, my belly button was the volume control. And so she would be like, turn you up and we're going to turn you down. Right. And so she'd always walk up to my belly button. We're just going to turn you down a little bit. And I remember always like (laughs) trying to break the belly button. I was like, fuck her. Like I'm going to be as loud as I want. But when I would play piano, I, it was like a completely different child. My mom always said I was so centered and grounded and calm. And I just remember I would like feel the music, hear the music. And then I would just be like channeling it all. And it was like, I would just become this a whole other energy. It's such a beautiful gift. Yeah. That's an absolutely beautiful gift. And I definitely feel that is going to be um, very helpful in your future and, um, really pushing through a lot of things. So keep that in mind too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to like, tell you guys like what goes down, like as I start doing this, because yeah, I remember that you were saying, you're like, you're going to find another outlet of some sort that's going to be so different than what you've done before. And like that is, I mean, even though it's not different than what I've done before, but I am going to be harnessing it in a completely different way because now I honor and I understand what that process is like for me when I'm doing it. Right. And I think that that's beautiful. Huh? I was going to say, isn't it funny though, how, remember when we talked and I always tell my clients this too, is there's going to be a lot of things that make no sense today. Like when we have our, when we have our, um, our, our session, 
but in a day, two days, maybe two weeks, it's like, whoa, boom, boom, things come flying. But isn't it funny now coming through our conversation naturally, right? Without pulling or prying or trying to find and search for these things. It's like there, there's that outlet. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you even gave different examples of things because most people in their spiritual journey, they connect certain things as almost kind of like, I don't almost better than other things, right? They deem for me to be centered and connected to God and doing these things. Like I need to be meditating, praying, journaling, um, you know, sitting in silence, like, visualizing this, this connection, right? And they, they deem that those are the only ways, right? And they get very locked in on that. And they don't recognize that like, sometimes it's going for a walk, dancing, breathing, and then like cr- painting, it could, cooking. It could be so many different yes. things create that connection for us. And I also really just want to say like, stop telling yourself you have to do something to connect. It's like, we're always connected. It's just more that we're not like really aware how connected we're in. Right. We're kind of like, we're just out of it. It's like when we tell people like drop out of head and come back down into heart is because we've just kind of lost focus because we're just kind of consciously focusing on something else. But subconsciously we're always connected to source. We're always connected to our highest power. It's not that we're never aren't. It's just that it's helping us shift into that, like being, like consciously aware of the connection. And we can do that in so many different ways. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it is as simple as opening up that journal. And if you don't like to journal, then throw that journal in the fire and (laughs) get out a crayon. And if you don't like to color, then pick up a spatula. And if you will find your thing, like to me, my, my way is, like I said, art and drawing. But also another way for me is to go for a walk alone by myself in nature. And that is such a beautiful way in such a simple way, right? Mm -hmm. It's so simple to just get outside and go walk. And if you don't want to walk, get outside. And I know it's cold in a lot of states, but if you're in a warmer state, get outside and grab a towel and sit on the ground. Or if you're by the beach, go for a walk on the beach. It's everything is just, there's so many different ways to meditate, quote unquote, or search within or to relieve that um, stress or that pressure or to just really self-reflect, right? Yeah. And um, it isn't just the journal or the this. There is hundreds of different ways. Yeah. And I understand like right now, I feel like it feels harder right now to be connected in because the noise of the collective is so loud right now. Like even the things that aren't being said, I feel like energetically, you're just walking into a grocery store and it feels denser. And just being, you know, out and about just feels heavier because there's just so much noise and so much going on. And so it Mm -hmm. can feel like it's just too hard for me or the energy is too dense or I just can't connect or there's too much going on in my head. And I feel like, like what you had told me that came through now is a beautiful time to play around in different and, um, other ways that maybe you just have shut off yourself from. And so I think, I think like even getting into that, like what we were saying before, right? Like thinking or playing or being childlike and going back to like when I was three, four, five, six, what were the things I just loved to do? And I've given this exercise Mm -hmm. to clients before when I'm doing like inner child work with them. I'm like, what was the thing you loved the most? 
and maybe go to the store and buy your inner child, the, you know, a gift and the thing that you love to do. And then just go do that with her. And like, I literally have like in my office, there's like a little corner of like, I've got like a Barbie in there, like princessy <laughs> stickers and stuff like that. And it's, yeah. like, it's that reminder of, um, it's just getting out of like all the conditioned adult stresses and things and getting back to being in that pure, just like playful, expressive energy that is just in within all of us. We've just kind of like turned it down, kind of like what my mom was trying to do, right? Just like turning the volume down of me right? all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. And you are so right about that exercise you give to your clients. And it's so true because even um, you work with tons of clients, right? And even those people, like you said, they are like, I can't see it. I can't, I can't see it in my eye. I don't know. I don't see that bigger picture. Those things that you give them, those exercises, that's where that magic happens. And I feel like that's like what a big part of your reading was too, right? Mm -hmm. Was finding like these bits and pieces are for what we were talking about and looking for. And um, really, like I said, doing those outlets, those different things, totally different things that you've been doing for a very long time. And that's where you're going to find that beauty. And, um, you know, even for me, when I talk to people, I can see like, um, when I talk with them, like maybe this isn't going to work. So we work through that as well. We do work through these things when I talk with them. And like we were saying, there's just so many different ways. And I had a client, um, recently we were talking about career and I did bring it up to her. Like you said, well, what did you like when you were young? What did you like? And you know, we were talking about, I think it was uh, being a vet or something like that. And I'm like, well, animals, maybe that is your way of, uh, maybe that's not going to be your career, but maybe that is going to be your meditative outlet is yeah. maybe horseback riding or going to, you know, take your dog for a walk. Or even if you don't have a pet, getting a pet, there's just so many other ways. And it's just such a, it's such a wonderful thing when you find that and you can tap into it and it becomes your like sacred space. Yeah. Which I really do love that, you know, the, the, so the first part of my reading was very much like my grandmother coming through, um, really heard a lot from her, which is really beautiful, wonderful things. And then, um, we had, well, I had four archangels come through, yes. which, yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and something I told you though, too, though, is archangels don't come through for everybody. They're um, really come through people that are going through transformations and really, um, not even just hard times, but just really starting to like find a whole new space. And they were definitely a big voice in, yes. are, and will be in your journey. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that. I, I, I can't, I need to go back and re-listen into the recording of, of that spot. What was funny though, was in one, one area. So the, what was really cool is that the archangels came through. I got to hear from them um, a little bit of, of, of different things. Like I remember like two of them were there specifically to like share some stuff. The other two were just kind of like, there more for like, I think like support and protection and just letting support. me know like their mm -hmm. energy is there. Um, kind of like the, the, the gentleman that you saw come through, which interesting mm -hmm. enough, I still haven't called my parents to find out whether or not I, I do have, um, if I do have native American lineage within mine, but I know like my oldest does from my ex-husband has um native american within him and then i didn't know it. my my husband looked at me and goes babe my grandmother had like i can't even remember it was like something blackfoot or, 
it was like a lot. Oh my God. He was like, it's, he's like, it's a pretty, uh, like, and you, you wouldn't think it looking at my husband, anybody who sees my husband, I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, you so do? Funny. I love it. And, and his whole family is like on all sides are very tall, very large men. Very large. Even the women. What that was. Very large. And yeah. you were like, this is a very large man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it was very like, like super tall, super, I just remember this big presence. And um, I remember seeing feathers and just like this big Native American presence. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which I thought that was interesting. So I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's coming from you, babe, because like his whole family is like giants. They're huge. Um, it, but the funny thing is too, is that my ex-husband, his whole family is like giants too. They're like seven. How funny. Years. They're massive. So I'm like surrounded by all these like massive men yeah. and women. Um, I'm like the shrimp of like everyone. I'm not like a sh- tall, <laughs> I'm not short, but I'm definitely not tall. Like everybody else is all around me. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, but <sighs> what I was going to say, what I thought was really funny is when the archangels were talking and giving me some advice on some health stuff, which everybody who's been following me for a while knows that like my health has been like up and down over the years. And I've been really devoted right now to really just like, um, doing all that I can to really like heal my body from all sorts of different things. And <laughs> my grandmother chimed in like right in the middle of it. And she was like, don't be too woo woo with it. And I was just laughing. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Sounds about right. My grandmother is like, um, she's Catholic. Like my mom went to like the, she went to an all girls Catholic school with the nuns and stuff. So when she chimed in, I just was like laughing. Cause I was like, sounds exactly like something my grandmother would say. Like, uh, don't she go like, to like a mystic. <laughs> yeah. Don't do what she like cut me off. She's like, don't be too woo woo. Like, oh, okay. I'll make sure. We'll make sure we bring that through, Grandma. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, that sounds about right. She was like, I'm not done quite yet because now they're gonna come in and say what they need to say. But like, <laughs> don't go too. Woo-woo. Gotta get, gotta get that in there. She had to do it. <laughs> she really did. She had to have the final word on it. But it was really interesting because it's definitely been something that has been huge for me, especially over this last year because I had my implants taken out, and there was definitely some things that I, I things that were coming through that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like these were things that I was already kind of like thinking about and feeling about, but it was definitely that confirmation. Like these are the next steps that we need to start kind of um, Mm -hmm. going down to better, like continue healing my physical body. So that was really nice. Yeah. They, they definitely um, were pointing into some really good directions for you. Um, in order, you know, for you to get things back on the map and get you feeling how, you know, you, you deserve to feel. And, um, but your grandma just, she cracked me up the whole time. She just, when she had something to say, she had something to say. Oh yeah, no. And that sounds about right. Like that's, I uh-huh. mean, my grandmother, like she definitely like, she was going to let you know. Uh-huh. Oh, she did. She's going to let you know. Um, but I loved being able to like dig in with you about like business and where things are going, which already, like, I feel like I'm already starting to get a little bit, even more clarity around what you told me in terms of like vision and business. And, um, I haven't really like talked, you know, to people about it yet. Like, but I do see, and you know, everybody who's listening to the podcast, um, 
whether you've come over here from following me personally or through spiritually intimate, there's definitely going to be shifts and changes. I've been talking about this and knowing this and being like, I feel like spiritually intimate is going to be moving in different directions. And I feel like I'm shifting and moving in different directions, but I wasn't really, I couldn't really figure it out. And I know like when we were talking and I told you, I was like, I just have this feeling like I just need to like implode everything. Right. And like, and you brought up something so beautiful and it made so much sense. It's just like, I was, I'm holding on to certain things too firmly and I can't, things can't come in until I like clear out and let things go. And it was so funny because the minute you said this, I was like, uh, duh, I tell my clients this shit (laughs) all the time, right? Like whether we're doing this in the physical sense or in an energetic sense, if like you think of your home, you, if everything is super cluttered in your house, it's like, it literally, it feels crammed. It's like, we need to move things out of our physical space to be able to get more, like to feel better and, you know, to be able to call new things in. And right now, especially in this whole, like we're moving into the age of Aquarius and like, I'm an Aquarius and I have like a whole bunch of air in my chart. Uh huh. <laughs> this is a time where we're literally like, we're almost like opening up the windows of our home and just really letting all this like beautiful airy energy to come in and just move out all that like stagnant, like in the springtime is kind of how I, I envision this energy. It's like, you know, spring yes. cleaning, clearing Fresh. everything out, letting all this fresh new air come in. But if we're literally having a clogged up house, opening up the windows only does so much. The air can't filtrate through well enough if we're still having all of this clutter everywhere. Exactly. And that's what you were feeling, right? That is exactly what your body was feeling. That is what your like soul was feeling. It's just, it's experiencing all this like jam packedness that has happened this, this year has jam packed us all, right? Not only has it purged us from certain things, but it has also jam packed us with information and this and that and, and fear and scare yeah, and like sensory and overload <laughs> so much I mean, it's literally everything you could think of is overload like even smell I don't even know like yes <laughs> everything you can think of it's just we are overloaded and when you start releasing that right and everybody knows this because I swear to you every unless you are like I don't even know I don't know who could not feel this right now but once you start releasing that you're gonna make way for so much and that was such a huge basis, not only on some other things for your reading, but other things was for this release, right? Like you said, imploding, like, like just completely letting it go and letting these like, like, uh, almost like these, uh, reins, like letting go of the reins, I guess you could say that's what they're telling me right now, like letting go of the reins. So it's kind of like just being guided spiritually and completely being guided spiritually, just going with it like water, right? Like water. Yeah. And I heard this recently where for me specifically as like an Aquarius, but I feel like this, it reigns true for like a lot of of people right now because of what we're going through. Like we are in this deep transition period. Right. And for me, especially what I've been going through on a personal level, it's like the biggest transition I feel like I've had in my life. Like I can pinpoint certain times in my life where I'm like, it was like an end of one book and the beginning of a new book, like not even a chapter, right? It was like, it wasn't even a chapter within the same book. It was literally like a closing of one book and opening up a whole new book. And right now it's literally like, that's what it's been for me. It's like, I'm literally closing another book and starting to try to open up a new one. But the thing is, is like, 
I haven't been allowing myself to really start opening the new book because I'm still reading like the end of the other book. Right. And I'm still being sometimes triggered or being pulled into the energy of that because it's still so fresh and it still feels so like, but that's was my life and this is who I was and who I am. And and when we're in that in-between, which so many of us are, I think this is why it resonates so with all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're in, it's going to feel very disorienting, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it is just because we just haven't opened up the new book yet. And we're still, we're just that. reliving what this last book was. And we're just way too yeah. much still in that energy. The more we try to just like allow ourselves to know, like, it doesn't mean that ending that book means that we're like, everything dies with that book or everything goes with that book or, you know, we're never going to be those things that we love about ourselves or the people that were a part of that book. It doesn't mean that we don't bring that over into the new book. It's just honoring and knowing like we are literally all moving into this whole new way. We're just in the like in between. Yep. I love, I love that metaphor. And I love that way that you explain that because that is a perfect example of um, what is happening right now and what, like you said, so many people are feeling. And um, it is about closing the one. And that, like you said, it's like that in between, that scary space where like this thought's going that way and that thought's going this way. And that's where a spiritual teacher or mentor or, um, you know, like the meditation or the, you know, we talked about the different kinds of meditations, all that comes into play. And it helps to, um, in that space, because in order to get out of that space, you have to go through that process, right? But it also, it just helps that process make it a little bit easier and a little bit less scary. Yeah. Because we all go through cycles of life. I mean, literally, we look at just mother nature in general, like it's always going through a cycle. Every quarter, there's a new cycle, a new season. And we, as a collective, are really closing a, a, a book, a cycle that has been, we've been living in for a very, very, very long time. And so I feel like the longer the book, the more attached that we've been to one way, it, the bigger right. this feels of a transition. Because it's almost like, have you ever, you pick up a book and you read like the, you know, you just read the inner sleeve and you're like, well, this seems interesting, but it still gives you like a lot of gray area. You don't really know what it all means. You're like, it's enticing you a little bit, but you're like, am I really going to uh-huh. like this book or not? And you want to just kind of like skim through and try to like jump ahead to see if like it's going to be good <laughs> enough. I feel like that's where we're at. Like, do we really want to go into this book? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's like, once you're in it, you're like, well, I need to know what happens. Yeah, no, I, just I need, need to, to know, know the ending. I need, I need to know the ending. So yeah. and that's exactly, I feel like exactly what we're at 100%. <laughs> and me being somebody who just genuinely loves to just kind of like, my, my husband laughs at me. He was like, you jump ahead to, you want to kind of know the thing. So if people are following me right now, you know, I'm obsessed with Vampire Diaries. And the very first time I watched it was like back in September. I never watched it before. There's like eight seasons of it. And I think I was maybe like three or four seasons in this projector's curiosity could not help, but want to zoom out. And, but I needed to know, I started going and checking kind of ahead just Uh to kind of, and he's like, you are ruining it for yourself. I'm like, no, I'm not. 
I'm still going to watch it all. I'm still going to so, be shocked. So guilty. I'm so guilty of that too. I was like, yeah, I got to so know. Guilty. It's driving me crazy. And I feel like this is where I'm at right now. I'm in this stage of like, I want to know so badly, like what's going right. to happen in the coming years. And it's like, I need to stop that forcing and just trusting. Right. And that is literally so much of what was coming through for me is just like, yes, things are probably going to implode. Yes. Things are going to look a lot different in terms of like what I'm doing in business, but some of it's not going to look very different. And I'm sure for yeah. some people on the outside, it's not going to look really any different for them. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? This doesn't look really any different for you, but it's going to be a whole new energy of which I feel like I show up and what I'm doing. So it's going to feel very energetically different. For me. Yeah, it's less controlling, more flowing. They oh, like yeah. to tell me that. <laughs> They're like less controlling, more flowing. So that is um and it like you said, to other people it might not, right? It might not. But some stuff, yes, right? Some stuff, yes, but some stuff maybe not at all. And um, but that's a lot of that other inner work that will be, you know, mm-hmm. going forth. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So moving forward, I'm I'm stoked. I'm, I'm looking forward to the coming months. I feel like I got a lot of really good confirmation of different things that are starting to unfold. And I'm excited to start sharing it with everybody as it feels good for me to start sharing as I'm kind of internalizing things. And, um, but other than that, like, I'm trying to figure out like what I wanted to add. There was something I was going to ask you and now I can't even remember what it was. Never mind. It's completely gone now. <laughs> don't, don't worry. That's it's fleeted. It went away. When we're, when we're in such like a like in-depth conversation, it's so hard to like, oh, it's like that book, right? We're skipping ahead. We're just skipping ahead. <laughs> the spirit's like, never mind. You're done. You don't need to ask anymore. Okay. We're questions. done. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> this has been such a fun conversation with you today. My reading was so much fun. Um, obviously I want to be able to have everybody come over and get a reading for you. Highly recommend you guys. You Thank need you. to get contact Dina because I'm sure your schedule is getting booked the more we're getting into 2021. And I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty right now. Um, yes. and if it's one thing I'm trying to tap into is being the only thing I can be certain of is the uncertainty and being okay with that and just relaxing more into that and being okay in this uncertain time. Um, but leaning into like guides and mentors um, and my own discernment of like what still feels right for me. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm sure like with that being said, you're probably going to blow up being, <laughs> I'm sure you already uh, are. Your schedule is like you know, bananas. <laughs> it, it, it is so funny because right around like Christmas and New Year's, it was like silence. It was just like, everybody felt that, like that silence. Right. And mm-hmm. I swear to you, once that New Year hit, it was like, boom, 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 all, all this stuff, contact, contact, contact. And I'm like, it's amazing. I love it. And I would love to serve anybody that's listening. Um, so yes, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And there is a lot of, um, uncertainty right now. Right. But just know that there is people there to help guide you, you know, through that. And it's okay to ask for help. Totally. Okay. And it's actually a lot of fun too. Okay. So I'm definitely, I'm going to link in the show notes, you guys, how to get in contact with Dina, but the easiest way is what you, you've got your link there in your bio on your Instagram page going over there and reaching out to Dina there. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything you want to share? Anything? I know we said predictions. Oh, that was going to be something you were going to talk a little bit about. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay. So do you want me to go into predictions for this year really quick? Ooh, like just a yes. Quick Please. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure everybody's yeah. like, give us the predictions. <laughs> Come on. Please Nina. bring them on. So um, from the very get-go, um, hold on one second. I have said from the very get-go that um, we're in for a little bit of a bumpy ride. We're from the first um, couple months. It's going to be a little bumpy. It's going to very much resemble 2020. And I hate to say that because I'm not a negative person, but it, it is. There's nothing I can make true or false about that. It's going to resemble 2020 quite a bit. There's going to be a lot of drama, <laughs> a lot of uh, worldly drama, right? Um, but come spring, it's going to be this whole new fresh start. It's going to be clean. It's going to feel fresh. We're still going to have a little bit of it trickling through with drama and this worldly, you know, problems that we're having. But for the most part, um, right now through January, just kind of buckle down and know that if you're feeling too stressed or scared or whatever, get off social media, <laughs> please. <laughs> Get off social media. That's like the biggest piece of advice anybody could get right now. Just get off social media. It's okay. Just get off. Take a break. Even if you're an entrepreneur, you're somebody who builds your business online, take it from somebody who literally took a massive break from social media. It is okay to take a break. Yep. Hands down. My business is all from social. Hands down. But guess what? You don't need to be on there scrolling all day long. So it's just going to take that and it's going to cover you more and more and make you feel more and more stressed. So for right now, Let's all breathe. Let's get through these next couple months together. And I really do see um, coming through June and July being a really fun time. I see coming through the fall, kids going back to school. I see the parents are like, hallelujah, right? <laughs> I am praising. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I, um, I definitely see a lot of that um, coming into play. There, it, it's going to be, it's going to be changed from what the norm we're used to, but it's going to be okay. I mean, think about the change um, our grandparents went through. Yeah. Their, their, their grandparents went through. I mean, women couldn't vote back then. I mean, there's just so much stuff, right? We have to understand that it's okay to go through change. It's healthy. It's, it's all right. And that's what this year is going to be about is changing our behaviors and our actions and our words to be kinder, to be nicer. And that is a big lesson that this planet has learned over the year that it's really going to play into this year. So it's like last year we learned the lesson, right? And mm-hmm. this year we're going to actually, or the behavior, and this year we're going to actually implement the behavior. So like I said, January, February, buckle down a little bit. Um, springtime, it's going to become a little bit fresher. Summer, I feel way more open. I see kids going back to school and um, I see a lot of normalcy um, coming through winter, winter okay. time next year, which is like- going to feel nice. I feel like people too need to be open. They hear the word normalcy and I feel like they need to be open to normalcy is going to be different than probably what normalcy used to mean. Yes. To a new normal. And a new exactly. normal. But it's going to be a beautiful new normal. Like it's just getting there, right? That's like the, more, the growing pains. It's a more, it, it is though. It's a more balanced normal. It's a more um, boundaried normal. Mm. It is, um, which is so hard to accept boundaries these days, but we have learned them, right? Yeah. We have learned what and what not. And that's what this is. It's a new normal with maybe new people, new community, new friendships. And that's what this year is about. It's about rebuilding 
um, this normal. And yeah, like we're going to Christmas and New Year and Thanksgiving and all this stuff, right? But it's different. It's different. And it's going to um, really set the tone for the rest of our lives, really. I love that. And I think that if we can go into this year with just looking at things completely differently. And I think that, you know, that's what 2020 was really about for me. Yeah. Yes. It was painful. It was hard. It, it was a lot of stuff that I didn't want to go through stuff that I needed to go through, but it really allowed me to get into such a deeper perspective, like just shifting my perspective even more than I'd ever been able to do before. And I feel like that is what we're being called forward to do. It's just like some people are having a hard time kind of detaching from like the 3D matrix of the, like right now of just like the stickiness of it, right? A lot of people are just caught up in the stickiness. And that's probably what we're just, we're just trying to cut the stickiness right now, right? And so it's like, have you ever seen like people when you, once you get into like an argument, right? And it's like, all of a sudden it's just, you just see red and you just like, you can't, it's like a whole nother person takes over your body and the next thing you know, right. And and you ever have that moment where you literally like pull out, it's like, you almost like pull out of your body and you're seeing yourself and you're like, Whoa, who am I right now? Like, Whoa, this argument went from like here to there. And it's just like, it just started going crazy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me sometimes when I've gotten into it with my husband or something or like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you get oh, no, these, don't worry. <laughs> you get these moments, right. Where it's like, you can almost zoom out and you see what's going on and you're like, Whoa, like that was like crazy. And I feel like that's just kind of where we're at right now. More of us and more of us are starting to kind of like zoom out and just see like, Holy moly. Like this is getting bigger and louder than we intended it to be. And instead of coming to a place of like more love and unity, things are becoming more and more and more and more and more divided. But like we've been saying, it's like sometimes we have to get to a certain spot in order for us to shift into the place that we really genuinely want to go. And I think at the core, everybody wants us to get to a healed, loved, more balanced, more, you know, respectful, more unified space. Like that's what we want more than anything. We're just, we're in the thick of it right now and the stickiness of it. Like that's all I can see. It's it's like webs everywhere. Everybody's just like caught in this web. Yes. And you got to break it before you build it. You know, you have to just break it all down and then you build it back up. And that's what's happened is, you know, we have completely, um, really just broken (laughs) all the, you know, attachments, all the normal and all the things that we've been used to. And we're going to build a brand new normal, which is exciting. It is very exciting. I feel like it's an exciting time to be alive, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it feels like a horrible (laughs) time. Like, trust me, I literally was like, I was like, why did my soul of all times pick this time? to want to come in. Like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Like, why not the seventies or six? Like, why? (laughs) Wasn't there another time or couldn't I have just been implanted after all of this? Like, yes. Like, please. (laughs) Oh, well, Dina, I love you so much. And I really just like, I loved everything that you brought through. I'm excited for everybody to come over and meet you and follow you and just connect in with you. 
Um, and for those of you guys who are listening to this episode, if this really resonated with you or you just know somebody who this would really resonate with, please, by all means, share this episode with them. Tell them all about it. Tell them all about Miss Dina. Um, because I think right now that's what we need right now. We need more love. We need more support. We need more safe spaces to be able to go, to be seen, to be heard, to feel accepted and just held like right now. Like I feel like everybody just needs one big, big hug, right? (laughs) We need a worldly hug. That's exactly what we need. We need a worldly hug right now. I completely agree with you. (laughs) Big time fucking hugs. I am sending all the big time hugs out for everybody. Love everybody so much. And I hope that this has found you well and in divine timing right when you needed it. And please let us know, um, over on Instagram, your takeaways and uh, what you learned from this episode. And I look forward to talking to you guys all um, in a future episode. Hopefully I'm going to be getting more episodes out on a weekly basis. I always say this and then it doesn't always happen. So don't fucking (laughs) quote me on that shit. (laughs) Doing the best I can energetically right now, you guys. Okay. (laughs) I love you all. Thank you so much, Dina, for being on the show. Thank you. I truly appreciate um, you having me. And um, this was just a perfect time to be here. And um, I just want the world and you to know that just let's flow with it right now and understand that there is better times ahead. Yes. Yay. You hear that, you guys? There's better times ahead. Okay. Let's just focus on that shit. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your days.